the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for coming along. The Thursday edition. Uh, Kath is still under the weather, uh, fighting a case of the crud, but uh, she is struggling on. I'll say that. She's just struggling on, because you know what it is. I mean, uh, she doesn't have covid it's uh, just a really bad cold, which at first he thought, oh, maybe, you know, one of the symptoms of this COVID thing was people got really bad head colds. But she's tested herself and uh, she's just, you know, struggling through. So prayers for Kath as she uh, tries to come back from some semblance of um, a crushing uh, winter, summer cold, I should say, summer cold. Hey, um, I've been following along and I, I hope that you, you have as well at least taken an interest in a reading about the proceedings of the trial, the uh, Tree of Life Massacre. It's um, The trial's, of course, happening in downtown Pittsburgh uh, daily since um, it's, the, the original proceedings got underway on Tuesday of this week. Uh, I, 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 I thought that there would be more um, print press coverage. I, I, to be honest, I'm not a viewer of local news, so I don't know what you know how local news is covering this event, uh, local news channels. Two four eleven fifty three and, and and whatnot, but uh, I have been reading in the uh, the Trib and in the PG uh, about the you know, the daily reports and uh, deeply heartbreaking. I mean, God bless those men and women and, and the bravery, the courage that they have uh, to go and sit and be examined and cross examined by defense and prosecution. I mean. But let me just read a little piece of this today. I think it's important that we stay on top of this. This is a reporting from Paula Reed Ward and Ryan Dito from today's Trib, Trib, uh, Trib Live. It says this, Rabbi Jonathan Perlman knew the Pittsburgh synagogue where his New Life congregation worshipped was under attack. As he ushered three of his congregants to hide in a storage closet at the back of their sanctuary, he saw Stephen Weiss, who was a member of the Tree of Life congregation, that had been meeting upstairs. I was surprised he was still in the building and brave enough to come down and check on us, Perlman testified Thursday morning during the third day of the federal trial. He's a man of wonderful courage to think about others. I was really, really scared. Weiss spent about 90 minutes on the witness stand describing his role with the Tree of Life and his actions on the day of the attack. A retired Pittsburgh Public Schools science teacher Weiss led the Tree of Life Juniors congregation, which met three Saturdays each month. Now, the morning of the shooting, he says, was the only Saturday that month that children did not attend their classes, Weiss said. Boy, is that a blessing. It's just me. That's a blessing. Weiss, who helped prepare for Shabbat services, said that there were 12 people in Pervin Chapel that morning when he heard a loud crashing noise. 
Two members of the Tree of Life congregation, Younger and Cecil Rosenthal, went out to help. Weiss said that they thought that the uh, custodian may have dropped a tray of glasses preparing for lunch after the service. Weiss remained in the chapel as Rabbi Jeffrey Myers continued to pray, knowing that if he left, the congregation would fall below 10 people in the room and that they wouldn't have a minion or a quorum to continue. As he stood in the doorway, Weiss said he then heard what he knew were gunshots. As I was standing there, I could see shell casings bouncing off the floor in front of me, he said. Weiss turned back into the room. He heard Myers tell everyone to get down. As Myers fled behind the sanctuary and called 911, Weiss ran down a side aisle and then went downstairs where he saw Tree of Life members Audrey Glickman and David Rosenthal. David was saying that he wanted to go home, and Audrey was trying to keep him calm and stay with him, he said. David, who had an intellectual disability, was agitated. Weiss continued to make his way to the area of the synagogue where New Life met. Quote, I went down to make sure that they knew to leave their worship space, he said. Weiss said he saw Perlman, Wax, and New Light member Barry Werber, who was on his phone with 911. I told them to stay out of sight. They're shooting upstairs. In the 15 seconds that he was there, Weiss said he saw Wax open the door of the area where they were hiding to look outside. Perlman, the first witness, called Thursday, said Wax was nearly deaf and may not have known what was happening when the shooting started. He said he heard Wax say, Whatever it is, it must be over. I want to see what happened. I said to him, Please don't. Find a place to hide, Perlman said. But he wouldn't listen to me. Wax later moved toward the door and opened it. Witnesses testified early in the trial, and that's when he was shot. And, of course, the article goes on and on and on. It goes on. I believe it's important that we, as people of faith, that we as people of faith uh, make a point of reading about this trial, that we read about the trial and that we uh, understand that we as people of faith as well, we could also be under attack. I mean, I belong to a church for many years, and for the first time in a long time, we've hired security to be, to be at our house of worship on Sunday mornings. The first Sunday that that happened, that uh, security was there, armed security was there, you, you felt, at least I did, I felt a sense of relief in some way. We are most vulnerable when we are worshiping, are we not? We give away in some ways our, our cares of the world to be in community and in communal contact with our Lord and Savior. And the last thing I want to think about is someone coming to get us. Christian, Jews, you name the faith perspective. Worship is a sacred experience. So as Christian believers, it's so important that we stand in solidarity with those who were under attack almost five years ago. I would encourage you. There are published reports every day. I mean, Peter Smith from the AP, from the Post-Gazette, from the Trib, Paula Reed Ward and Ryan Dato. Press is at the trial. I don't think we can turn a blind eye to this. It's important that we gather together here as people of faith 
and to hold up our rights to be free and safe as we worship in our most vulnerable positions. That's today. So God bless all those people, the tree of life, and all those people who are on the front lines keeping us safe, our religious freedom to worship as we so choose. God be with us all. We'll take a quick break. We're going to get get under the way uh, with the show here in just a few minutes. Uh, believers rewards. Pastor Bill Glaze is going to talk about this, dealing with being rewarded for our service in heaven based upon what we do in this life. That's next on The Ride Home. WORD. When God created us, He had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, He has created us for a life of good deeds, which He has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at Scripture, weekday mornings at 9.30, Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. This is a special alert to all Americans who own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles with an auto warranty about to expire or with no warranty coverage at all. Due to a decline in the economy, CarShield is announcing a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that is now available to the public to save any driver out-of-pocket expenses on future auto repairs. Call now to find out how you can pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Yes, you heard that correctly. Pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. An open phone line has been established for all drivers to call for a free quick quote. Call 800-353-2973 now. Drivers who are covered will not have to pay for covered repairs again. This protection plan is at an all-time low. Additionally, drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Call us for your free quick quote today. 800-353-2973. That's 800-353-2973. What do you have to lose? Call 800-353-2973. Again, 800-353-2973. Turkey and stuffing. Real mashed potatoes sliced top round aunt emma's broccoli casserole chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits am i making you hungry yet hi it's me marcia from the spring house you have a special event coming up in your life a shower a wedding graduation party company party anniversary event or any occasion where you'd love to serve all natural farm fresh foods then it's time to give the spring house catering department a call at 724-228-3339 from your first conversation with dawn who will help you create a menu that's unique to you. To the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm-fresh catering from the Springhouse. This is Tim Seckler inviting you to tune in each and every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show, sponsored by my law firm, the Seckler Law Firm. Each week, we'll talk about your family's well-being as it relates to elder law, nursing home stays, estate planning, and keeping your hard-earned savings. And if you missed the Life and Legacy Show, you will find it archived at secklerlawfirm.com. See you Saturday morning at 9 a.m. right here on Word FM 101.5 for the Life and Legacy Show. Pastor Bill Glaze is back with us. William Glaze is a regular guest on our show over the many years. He's pastor at Bethany Baptist Church in the Homewood neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Hey, Bill, how you doing? 
Hey, John, I heard you're flying solo today. I am flying solo. She's uh, she's under the weather. She's got a bad cold. She sounds um, very uh, thick. Oh, okay. Well, I'll make sure that we uh, pray for her and pray for her recovery. I'm into that, Bill. But you're here today to talk to us about heaven, are you not? Yes, sir. And uh, in specific, uh, I wanted to talk about the believer's rewards. You know, uh, the fact that, you know, we are those of us who know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that when we close our eyes in death, that we're going to wake up in the presence of the Lord, which is heaven. But also, there's something else that awaits us, and that is what's called the believer's rewards. Uh, You know, Paul says that all believers will stand at the judgment seat of Christ. Uh, Now, this word judgment seat is from the Greek word bima. Uh, And actually, uh, the bima was an elevated seat where the judge at the Grecian games, that he would observe to uh, sit to observe the games and make sure that everyone competed according to the rules. And after the contest was over, the winner was uh, crowned with a laurel wreath. And so Paul takes that concept of the uh, Grecian games, and he likens it to the believers, that one day we will stand before the Bema, the Bema seat of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ. Now, uh, when we stand before Christ, uh, and I I believe that this will be in heaven, you know, some people uh, think that it may be at a later time here on earth, but I believe that it will be in heaven. And when we we stand before the Lord, uh, John, it, it will not be to have our sins judged. Because if you think about it, our sins were already judged at Calvary. That when I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, he died for my sins, you know, on the cross. And so God uh, judged my sins uh, when Christ died on the cross. So when I stand before God in the future, I'm not going to stand to be judged as a sinner, but I'm going to be stand, stand to be judged as a steward. You know, as one who God has entrusted, you know, when when we got saved, you know, God entrusted us with time, talent, and treasure. Yes. And so one day we're going to have to stand before him, and we're going to have to give an account of, you know, what we did, what he entrusted us with. Hmm. And then the beautiful thing, you know, I, I, I like this, John, is that, that God not only saves us and he calls us to service, but then he turns around and he rewards us for serving him. So, you know, that's that's a pretty good deal, man. That's and, right. you know, as, as I think about and, and you know, and I, I listen to you and Kathy, and I'm always impressed uh, when you guys talk about going on missions trips and, and how that, you know, uh, from from just my recollection of you sharing the missions trips, that some of those trips that you guys have gone on, you know, they haven't been a picnic in the park. You know, they haven't been where you stayed at the elite, uh, luxurious hotels, you know, but, you know, you were out there in the trenches, man. And, and so, you know, you think about that. And, John, you know, you didn't do that, you know, for the reward. You know, you did it because, you know, you saw a need. You did it because you wanted to bring back to the, the Pittsburgh community, you know, opportunities to help people in the world. And so when you think about that, you know, that hasn't gone unnoticed by God, that, you know, what we do down here counts in eternity. So, you know, those trips that you've gone on where, you know, you've served and you've given your heart and you've come back to the Pittsburgh audience and you've shared, you know, your passion for what was happening and how we can be a part of it and how we can help that, you know, God, God sees that. 
and, and, and God rewards us, you know, for the service that we have towards him. So, you know, uh, again, you know, this is definitely a, a future time that we can look forward to when, when we will see, will, will receive a reward for what we have done for the Lord. Fabulous. I, I love this bill. So our sins have been atoned for. Christ has died on the cross at Calvary. He has wept our, swept our sins away. So then we stand before the Lord and say, okay, God, you gave me 70, 80, whatever, how many years on this earth, and this is what you gave me, and this is what I did with it. Yeah? Yes, that's, that's true. And, you know, when you, when you think about, uh, you know, some of the things that, you know, we can be rewarded for, you know, uh, one is how, how you treat other people. You know, it says that if you give a, a cup of cold water in the name of the Lord, that God will reward you for that. You know, that when uh, you have uh, endured through, you know, persecution, you know, just think of some of the places that you've been and you've seen people that have been persecuted. Uh, that Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 that, you know, that you will have a great reward for enduring persecution that when you when you've stood for the Lord. So, uh, yeah, you know, we, we're going to you know be rewarded for that. But, you know, one, one, one key thing I, I like to point out, and, and you're probably familiar with that passage in First Corinthians 3, where it talks about, you know, our works will be tried by fire. Mm-hmm. And that if, if our works are made of uh, uh, wood, hay or stubble, they'll be burned up. But if our uh, works are made of uh, gold, silver, or precious stone, that they will endure, and we will receive a reward. Now, you know, w- w- what is the fire, John, that that uh, tests our works? Well, you know what I believe the fire is? Hmm. The fire is the motives, that that when we, uh, when our works are put to the fire, that uh, what will be tested, not necessarily, you know, uh, or, or what we've done, but what was our motive for doing it? You know, you know, for instance, you know, if I sing uh, a solo in church uh, and and I, I sing to the glory of God, yeah. then I believe I'll receive a reward for that. But if I sing because, well, you know, I've got this talent and I want people to know that I can sing, mm. you know, th- I don't think there's going to be a reward for that. Or even if I give and I give, you know, for uh, the, the motive of being seen. Uh, I don't think there's a reward for that. But if I give because I see a need and and God has called me to meet that need, then I believe that there will be a reward for that. Amen. So, I, I, you know, when the fire, you know, tests our works, I believe that it, it, it burns down to the motives. You know, you know, I mean, you can do all these great things and, you know, you can win millions of souls and you can do. But if your motives are wrong, you know, I don't think that you're going to receive a reward for that. Mm, that's good. We're talking with Bill Glaze, Bethany Baptist Church. Bill, in some ways, though, I mean, it, the ultimate reward, of course, is is in heaven with God. But are you saying there's extra rewards here? There's like a little, you know, a little sugar here. Yes, uh, I de- definitely. And and you know, I, I was listening to Je- uh, David Jeremiah, and he was talking about the believers' rewards, and he he made the comment that you know some people you know, get all sanctimonious and religious and say, well, I don't do it because of reward. I just do it because, I, you know, I love the Lord. Well, you know, that's true. We love the Lord. But God has said it. If God said in his word that he's going to reward us for uh, serving him, why should we argue with that? Why should, why should, why should we talk <laughs> ourselves out of a blessing? Yeah. Man? If if this is something that God said he's going to do, then, you know, you know, I, you know, I, I mean, no matter how you know, sanctimonious we want to be, 
you know, we, we just need to go ahead and accept what the word says. I'll take God it. Says that, that's right. That's right. And, and, and But you know what the beautiful thing, and, and this is what I believe, in Revelation chapter 4, verse 11, uh, it talks about the saints casting their crowns at the throne of God and at the throne mm-hmm. of Christ. So I believe that, you know, these these rewards will translate into, you know, crowns. And, and then, you know, we can take those and say, Lord, this is what I did for you. Lord, I didn't do this for myself. I didn't do this for my pastor. I didn't do this for my parents. But this is what I did for you. And that we will be able to cast them at his feet and worship him. Oh, that's so good. That is really powerful, Bill. I appreciate that good word. I mean, you know, we live in such a selfish society, right? I mean, I think all of us, just it's always we're singing the opera of me, 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 me. And so, you know, that final release where we're giving away to the Lord all that we have, the best that we have, I mean, that's the direction that we all should be leaning towards. That's right. That's right. And, and, and you know, as I opened up, you know, what we do down here matters. You know, that, that you just can't live a life. You know, God, you know, if, if God saved us to take us to heaven, then how come when we got saved, he just didn't take us right right then? Mm. He left us here, He left us here for a reason. And, and, and the reason is to, you know, serve him and to have an impact, you know, in this life. And so, you know, as we serve him and have that impact, you know, he, he rewards us for doing that. Fabulous. Give me the reward, Lord, please. Would you please? Hey, Bill, um, listen, uh, Bethany Baptist, I, I know you've got a brand new sanctuary. In some ways, that's a reward. Talk to us about the sanctuary and about people coming in to, uh, for the first time and going, holy smokes, you guys have got it going on here. Yeah, you know what? And, and, and John, as people come in and they see, you know, what God has allowed us to do, you know, uh, I, and I've tried to uh, help the people here at Bethany to, to realize that, yeah, we, you know, we've been blessed, but let's first and foremost, you know, let's give the credit to God. Mm-hmm. You know, let's let, let's let people know that, you know, we, you know, John, you've been here, you know, we're a church right in the, in the neighborhood, man, yeah, yeah. you know, and, and, and we, we're not a mega church, but, but God has blessed us to be able to build this, this new sanctuary. And, and, and it's, you know, and, and we've been worshiping in there for about two months now, and we've just seen the glory of the Lord just uh, touch, touch lives and touch hearts. So uh, that's exciting. Fabulous. Bill Glaze, Bethany Baptist Church. Bill, before you leave us, tell us when you meet and how people can connect. Oh, yeah, we uh, meet on Sunday mornings at uh, 1030. Uh, you know, we also have an online service. We live stream our services on uh, Facebook, and, you know, they're posted on YouTube. Uh, you can go there by Bethany Baptist, visiting Beth- Bethany Baptist Church in Pittsburgh, and you can either see the live stream or you can watch uh, the service on uh, on YouTube. Excellent. That's a good word, Bill. Give me the reward, right? I mean, do some good work here. Praise the Lord. Give all your best because the reward's in heaven waiting for you. <laughs> All right, John. Love you, Bill. Take care. Okay. Uh, Bye. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. 
And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Let's see. You've applied for our open position for account representative? Yeah, that's the one. Great. I see you went to UC Berkeley. It was really awesome. We had several sit-ins to protest oppressive capitalism. Oh, and uh, how about your skills for this position? Oh, yes. I know all about how to spot microaggressions and root out privilege. Uh, we don't really do that here. We do accounting and finance consulting. Do you have any safe spaces? Safe spaces? Yes, where people can go to get away from the colonialist mentality. As long as there's a diversity, equity, and inclusion policy, we'll be fine. <sighs> Life's too short to waste your time on bad hires. I'm Andrew Krapachetz, the CEO and founder of RedBalloon.Work. Every week, tens of thousands of reliable, career-minded job seekers visit RedBalloon.Work Without all that woke nonsense, post your open jobs at redballoon.work. And if you put in promo code SALEM, you'll receive 10% off your first month's job posting. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Right, 724-NEW-ROOF. We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. Orangutans. They're beautiful playful and majestic and disappearing every day as many as 20 orangutans vanish they starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food international animal rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan but we can't do it without you please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late that's internationalanimalrescue.org It'll be clear and moonlit tonight with a low of 60, mostly sunny and hot tomorrow. Make sure to stay hydrated and get in the shade when you can. We'll reach a high of 90. Tomorrow night, a moonlit sky, the low 65. Partly sunny sky Saturday, very warm with a high of 89. Sunday, pleasant sun and clouds, the start of an extended stretch of noticeably cooler weather, the high 79. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. We were visiting with family a little bit ago, and um, they've got kids, uh, you know, uh, maybe 9 through 11 or so, 9 or 12. And uh, the, the topic of summer camp came up. Kids are interested in summer camp. And uh, I don't know about you. I, 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 we were not a summer camp family. Uh, however, I, I did belong to a group called the Boys Brigade, which was kind of like I would sort of, the Boys Brigade was kind of like the, like a poor man's Boy Scout in a way. It was a lot of fun. And every year we would do this summer camp. It, it sort of had this old fashioned, like we slept in tents on cots. There was no swimming pool. Uh, there was a creek and we built a dam. The kids built a dam. I think I did that three summers in a row and it was an absolute blast. 
you played kickball, you played baseball. I mean, you just kind of had a really good summer camp time. Now, years later, when we had kids, we sent our kids to summer camp. And uh, the first year we sent our, our, our youngest out, uh, we went to pick him up after a week of summer camp. And <laughs> he saw us from across the parking lot and like literally like lifted off of his feet and ran towards us. I mean, he was so deeply homesick. It sounded to me like he had, you know, a pretty miserable time because he was so homesick for that time. So I've just been thinking about you know, summer camp and and what's that? What that's like? Um, we got a we got a message a while ago from uh, Camp Agape. There's a lot of Christian summer camps as well. They're, you know, they're looking for summer help. Uh, everyone's looking for you know summer help, of course. And of course, Christian camps, no exception. Camp Ligonier, uh, it's a great camp as well. We'd had many church retreats there, but um, that's a big thing still, uh, even in you know post pandemic. Lex, are you yourself? Did you ever do summer camp? I mean, because I think a lot of people do summer camps now that maybe they didn't do in the past. Were you a product of that? Um, I never really did summer camps like through like schools or anything like that. I yeah. wasn't a part of the Girl Scouts, nothing like that. But um, for a long time, my family and I were a part of a campground and we'd go like it's very loosely campground. So we had like a trailer. There was a pool. Oh, you know? cool. Yeah. Yeah. So but I mean, like we would always go out into the woods. There was like a bunch yeah. of uh, blackberry bushes. We'd go out when they were ripe and we'd go pick them. And yeah. Just walk along the woods and had a really good time when I was a lot younger. Just to get yourself out of the city and go out into nature in the summertime. Yeah. That's summer camp. I mean, that's super cool. I don't know. I mean, I, I just loved it so much because, you know, here we are in the city. You're surrounded by, you know, concrete and asphalt. And for a lot of kids, it's the first time out into true nature, you know, to wander in the woods, to just walk around and enjoy themselves. And uh, I, I just loved it. I mean, the idea of summer camp, and there are so many great places that are out there, and they're just looking for help. I know that people are looking for help. So if you're interested, uh, you can Google in, of course, summer camps, and, you know, you yourself as a volunteer or as an employee, uh, certainly that's available. So um, check out summer camps. Just a little, you know, sort of PSA about summer camp life and how you can be part of something that's uh, bigger than yourself and, and give to someone and change a child's life this summer. That's all. Not really an advertisement, but just put the two cents in there about summer camp. Okay, uh, we're going to take a, a quick break. Come back. Uh, we're going to talk about um, okay. uh, uh, boycotts. Uh, Drew Dick is going to join us. What is, what's your take on boycotts? Um, is this something that you're actively interested in? We, we were at, a, at an event over the weekend, and someone said, I'll never buy uh, another Anheuser-Busch product ever again. And they were they were committed to that. Uh, people I know said, I'm not going into, you know, the stores anymore because of this and that. It feels as though I saw an article today about The Chosen, the much beloved series, that people are now saying, I'm going to boycott The Chosen. So it feels as though it's like open season on boycott. Do they work? Is this something that you're interested in, something that you're actively part of? We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Stay with us. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home here on Word FM. W-O-R-D. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. 
That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Doing it right. Roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest-tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is going to be asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon, but in the meantime, if you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now now by calling 1-866-806-2977. That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. That's the sound of a producing oil well and the sound of a smart investment. If you're an SEC-accredited investor and have at least 25000 liquid now, you can take advantage of Encore Energy's projects and a huge tax savings for this year. If you invest in oil and natural gas, you're allowed to write off nearly 100% of your investment in the first year. Goldman Sachs is projecting oil to go up to $100 a barrel, and natural gas is the fuel of the future and trading at record prices. Call 800-287-6691. Encore Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? 724 New Roof. I saw this article today from a religion news service, and it says this. A small rainbow flag spotted on the set of The Chosen, the wildly popular TV series on Jesus' life, has triggered a dust-up among fans of the show on social media. The hand-sized flag, usually symbolizing support for LGBTQ rights, appears in the corner of the screen for approximately four seconds of a six-minute 49 promotional video for The Chosen, which producers released on Sunday of this week. Now, in the same week that uh, Chick-fil-A's evangelical Christian ownership has been called woke for its corporate DEI efforts, the flag has sparked a call for a boycott of the biggest evangelical media property in recent memory. Quote, We've made no secret our cast and crew come from all different beliefs and backgrounds, said Dallas Jenkins, the show's creator and director, in a statement to RNS. I don't believe personal workspaces on set are relevant to the content of The Chosen, but if someone wants to stop watching a free show because of it, 
that is their right. So now the chosen has joined a list of things that we apparently are boycotting, along with Bud Light, Target, North Face, and seemingly uh, an ongoing cascade of things that are ripe for us as believers to to uh, register our objections to the culture wars. Here to talk to us about boycotts. Do they work? Is this something you're interested in? Is Drew Dick. Drew Dick is the author of Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control, and he's been a regular guest of ours over the years. Drew, welcome to the show. Hey, great to be here. Yeah, our Holding pleasure. down the fort by yourself, I, I see. I am. Kathy's boycotting me. <laughs> Only a matter of time. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, holding down the fort by myself. Um, so, look, I, 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 just as we were going to air, I saw this uh, uh, article about The Chosen. Um, this is going to break people's hearts, I guess, in some way, right? To think, oh, oh no, The, the Chosen's uh, series, which is hugely popular. We've watched it in our home. Um, what do you think? Uh, do boycotts work? Is this something that you yourself, that you guide your family through? Yeah, I think to the first question, do they work? Absolutely. I mean, you see, I mean, work, you'd have to define that, but it can definitely put pressure on a company as we've seen with, uh, uh, Bud Light. I think a lot of people are just using it as an excuse not to drink the terrible beer, but, Thank you. um, <laughs> but I mean, we've seen their, their revenues fall and, and the, you know, had to let people go that were responsible for the decision in the first place yep. of, of um, using a trans person, their promotional thing. Um, Target is definitely feeling the heat right now. That's another one that has uh, drawn the ire of a lot of Christians um, because of some of the merchandise uh, they've put out. Um, and so, yeah, I think they work for sure. They put pressure on uh, corporations, and we'll see exactly how they respond to some of these boycotts. Unfortunately, I, I, I see a lot of these things, though, as kind of being – these conflicts, they're flashpoints in the culture wars, and they're downstream uh, from the culture. That is, I don't think they change anyone's mind. <laughs> they're more a way of kind of, you know, locking into a culture war and going, hey, we're going we're gonna to make sure that our voices are heard. And sometimes that can be appropriate. You know, we're yeah. all free to do what we want with our dollars and with our, our uh, you know, where we, where we buy our goods. Um, but ultimately, I don't have a lot of hope in, you know, any sort of, strategy like this uh, that is going to somehow turn around the perception uh, of Christians in the broader culture or certainly win anyone to the faith. Right. I mean, uh, for me, uh, boycotting, of course, is not about evangelization, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. It's not primarily about evangelization, but about affecting cultural change. And so, you know, we evangelize people within the organization, but but we boycott to to change policy, uh, customer service, product lineup by voting with our dollars. Um, I think how Christians are perceived in the general marketplace is that we are uh, narrow, um, cruel often, and um, our actions don't follow up with what we say we believe. So uh, I understand about boycotting. Uh, To me, I don't drink Bud Light. I have no interest in in beers. Uh, Target, I go to once in a blue moon. Uh, What I think... uh, twice about going again? Yeah, I think I would think think about it. Um, I, I, I want us to be seen in the marketplace as people who love Jesus and not people who are, mm. you know, are going to push a, a bully pulpit on someone. Yeah, yeah, that would be sad, I think, if that was the primary thing that we're, we're known for. Um, and I think it can get a little witch-hunty, too, because I think even the thing with The Chosen, 
I mean, I, I watch The Chosen. I think it's a great show. Um, and I buy the explanation of the the um, show. They're saying, hey, listen, we don't hire all Christian cast. And everyone knew that already who's paying attention. Right. And so you, how are you supposed to police someone's workstation um, on a set? I don't think you can do that. So I think sometimes it can get a little carried away. I've seen calls to boycott Hillsong. I've seen calls to boycott Chick-fil-A. Right. Of course, I announced very bravely online that I'm boycotting Chick-fil-A every Sunday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Proud of you. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you. We're all sacrificing here. Um, <laughs> so I think sometimes it can get a little ridiculous. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, I mean, even the Target one, um, you know, they hired a, a person who who um, kind of actually had a lot of satanic paraphernalia on yeah, their yeah. personal web page they're not selling the satanic stuff in the store from what i understand um but this was like a prominent designer kind of person and that did a line for them and so people rightfully pushed back and said hey listen that doesn't represent our values uh, i'm 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 gonna uh shop at, at walmart for a bit and i think that's totally appropriate um but again i just don't like to see us putting too much stock in these things because you know ultimately here's here's what i'm pining for i would love a day and it feels like this is the world i grew up in in which we don't take our morality from corporations in the first place, right? It's like, right. Um, we do not. I, I just, no, I, I want to just, you know, sell me a hamburger and some sneakers and a lawnmower or whatever, but I don't really care, honestly, what this faithless big mega corporation believes in. But of course, the world's changed, and now every corporation has to take certain stances on every social issue. So that's creating some of the problem too. Sure is. Um, but I would rather, yeah, take, take my morality from my faith and from my community uh, and derive it there instead of looking to corporations. Right. Uh, I mean, so that's, that's another problem. And, but I do get it, right? I mean, I, you do feel as though as a believer and not to say that we're persecuted. I mean, uh, is there Christian persecution in the world? Undoubtedly. People die every day because they say Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Here in America, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a different story. Uh, there is, though, this sort of winnowing down of, of, of believers in the marketplace, right? And so yeah. maybe the boycotts in some way are, are, you know, a little muscle that Christians can can have to say, don't mess with us. Think twice before you do this because we do have some economic clout and, and we're going to make our displeasure known. And of course, you know, Bud Light, of course, feels the heat of that. Perhaps Target will deeper um, because we do. We are not a monolith as believers. Right. I mean, Christians go uh, go across, uh, you know, Protestants, Methodists, evangelicals, uh, Roman Catholics, whatnot. There is power there by, you know, as a single block saying we're not going to stand for this anymore. Yeah. No, and that's legitimate to a degree, right? And and I think that's an important point, though. What you said is, let's not mistake this for persecution, right? When a corporation has different values than you. You know, you walk into a Starbucks and they don't say, uh, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, and you Whatever. think, man, I wonder if those those Christians in China don't know what we're dealing with here. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, that's important. But yeah, and, and exa- it's, it's definitely everyone's right, Christian or not, to, to kind of say, hey, listen, I, I really don't like the values you're promoting, and I'm going to take a time out now. Unfortunately, if you want to be consistent about that, that means, you know, probably a lot of um, corporations that you frequent or, or you know, if you own stocks, or I mean, it goes on and on. It would be very difficult to extract yourself from having any ties to any corporation that has different values yeah. than you. Um, but I think, you know, once in a while, if, if a corporation kind of goes way over the line, it's okay for Christians to say, hey, listen, I'm going to take a break from them. Uh, they don't need my dollars, and uh, we'll see what happens. But again, as long as we're not mistaking it for some kind of broader 
strategy um, as a witness to the world, because I think, unfortunately, sometimes it can just reinforce those stereotypes mm -hmm. that we're angry and pugilistic. Um, so I think we need to have a certain tone when we go about it, too, because ultimately, now we're after hearts and minds. We want people to see Jesus. We want, we want them to embrace the gospel. Um, we can win every culture war, every legal battle, and lose the, lose the, the bigger um, vision for what we're trying to do. Yeah, I get that. There's a, there's a guest who joins us. He's an economist, and he's got a really interesting tack. You know, you know of course, all of us, in, in some ways, if you have a 401k, you own stock in corporate America. Well, you know, if you're a, a shareholder, then you are allowed to speak at, you know, shareholder meetings. So he makes a regular point, and especially now, since, you know, post-pandemic, a lot of shareholder meetings, of course, are streamed. And so you can go online and stream at your shareholders' meeting and submit questions beforehand. Mm -hmm. before, and, and they are required, you know, by law to be part of this and to take these questions. And so he brings up... You know, Christianity in the marketplace, equity, you know, what is your vision? How? So there's a really direct place that his voice is heard. You know, he's not, you know, pulling money away, but his voice is a positive impact in corporate America. Yeah, and that's smart. For these corporations, the bottom line is the bottom line. Right? Yeah. So, right. You know, if you've got shareholders that are speaking up if, or, or people from the outside that aren't buying your product, um, ultimately, I mean, I hate to be cynical, but I think a lot of the causes that they endorse um, are really more about just virtuing something to the public. Yep. Uh, it's not a, a heartfelt uh, <laughs> sort of belief often. Um, and so when the money goes away, things change. And so that, that is an effective way. Now, again, though, it is sort of a superficial um, thing because I think ultimately uh, it doesn't change hearts and minds. I was in a, a fundraiser for um, – it, it was a – uh, company that, that fights legal battles on behalf of Christians, religious liberty. Awesome yeah. work. Really appreciate what they did. But, you know, it's, it, there were so many more cases coming, so many more infringements on religious liberty. You know, I was thinking, man, this is like playing whack-a-mole, right? Because right, at a right. certain point, when you've lost the cultural conversation and you're just facing all of these challenges, you can't defeat them all um, because, again, you're downstream of the cultural conversation. So a lot of people that are more secular in their views and, and the LGBT folks, all that kind of stuff, they, they, they told better stories. They went, they got into Hollywood, they targeted academia they, you know, and those are the, actually the things that trickle down to the culture and change people's hearts and minds, mm -hmm. uh, sort of reactive, reactive things like boycotts can do a little bit, but not, not too much. Right. I, I mean, I would think the best response to change the conversation is to just generally be a good neighbor wherever that is, yeah. in actuality, in your neighborhood or with, you know, those that you connect with every day in all of your, you know, varied transactions, however big or small. If people see you, I'm a believer, well, then you're showing me who you are by the way you treat people, by the way you deal with people. I mean, that's the best way. The whole other economic thing, I get it. And I really appreciate people who are on the front lines who are upset about this and, you know, and want to want to withhold but I think we have something better to give, which is our love and our faith and let our light shine. Yep, exactly. And then if a boycott does work, which I think is fine, um, you know, are you going to be magnanimous in victory or are you going to, you know, kind of rub it in? Uh, I think there's a certain tone that we need to take, too. Um, again, where it's like, hey, I'm disappointed in the way this corporation's, you know, messaging something. Um, I'm going to take my business elsewhere. I hope that affects some change but not this sort of triumphalistic, 
pugilistic, hey, we're going to vanquish the other side. (laughs) So much of what you see online, I think we have to be mindful that, hey, we're representing Christ. We need to watch the way in which we engage these battles as well. That's good, yeah. Hey, Drew, uh, you're a writer. I know that you're working on things. You've got something that's going to be released here in a little bit. Talk to us for a minute about that. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm just putting the final touches on it. Uh, It's called Just Show Up. (laughs) And um, it's a little bit of a sad midlife manifesto. No, not really. Uh, But it was born (laughs) out of that. And uh, basically, coming to this point in your life where you're like, man, I got no bandwidth. I got kids. I got a job and a half. I've got all this stuff going on. But you know what? The good news is God just wants you to show up. And when you do that, when you show up for your family, for your community, for your church, for your neighbors, good things happen out of that. So that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah, it comes out in October. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Fabulous. Drew, it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much. I appreciate your wit and your whimsy. I mean, you're online on Twitter. Uh, You do a very good job there. You let your light shine. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll take a quick break. Come back. We're underway here. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Sands Kath. Be back in a bit. Trying to start a gospel conversation with a friend or neighbor can be intimidating. Fear can cause us to be reluctant to say anything. So if you need a boost of courage and some practical tips for getting started, ask for a copy of the book Before You Share Your Faith from Truth For Life. You'll find out how to start a discussion, how to respond to doubt, and how to overcome objections. Get your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. He found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Tuning into the baseball game, monitoring the incoming storm, catching your favorite talk show. These are just a few of the reasons more than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio each month. And did you know AM radio is the backbone of the emergency alert system, keeping us safe in dangerous times? 
It's reliable, free, and public safety depends on it. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress we need AM radio in cars. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. I went into a, um, a mini mart the other day, you know, a convenience store, a C store, and uh, I bought a soda or something like that. And, and I'm checking out, and there was the screen for a tip. Like, at the checkout, like the person who's checking me out. <laughs> I don't know about you, but whenever I see those screens, like, you know, whether you're at Starbucks or whatnot, I, I it becomes sort of like t- like an existential crisis. Because uh, the person is standing right in front of you. Now, look, I, I've talked about this before. Uh, I can't tell you how long I was a waiter. I never worked in fast food, but I worked in any number of places where I provided service, sit-down restaurants. I mean, from casual places to fine dining with linen tablecloths. There's a there is a difference. But now, you see these tip prompts just about everywhere. If I'm seeing it at a C-store, you see it everywhere. So how do you navigate through this? How does this work in your life? I... I hate to do it, honest. When I was at the convenience store and it came up for a tip, I didn't give a tip. But but then I got my car and it. I'm talking about it now. This was days ago. It kind of haunted me, like oh, that guy's just you know. As a former waiter, it, it, I'll start at fifteen percent. That's my base, and if I get excellent service, it goes up. If I get lousy service, it goes down. Because I've been there, I've done that. I know what it takes. Now, just for the casual thing, like the Starbucks thing, occasionally I do. Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, I'm getting a drink. Someone's taking the time to make it. There's a quality thing there. I appreciate that. So I want to give her a reward. But like at a C-store, some guys just, you know, at the cash register, I'm not going to tip. How have we been forced into this? What what does this say about, you know, corporate America that they're hoisting this on us? I mean, you know, look, look at inflation. Prices have gone up. Wages have gone up. So everyone's doing a little bit better wage-wise. I'm not saying, you know, we're all living in utopia here. This is not, you know, heaven upon us. But where do you draw the line? And, like, emotionally, how do you make this work? Lex, talk about tipping in your life. What's your, how, what, what's, how do you like a navigating skill through this? Kind of. Um. So when it's like a local coffee shop, if it's like... If it's a small business and it does ask for a tip, yes. I don't ever really have a problem with tipping, mainly because I know small business. it's a small business. Me too. Um, I'm the same way with Starbucks. You know, I don't always tip, but, you know, um, if it's really good and, you know, I appreciate the work that they do, I will give a tip. Yep. My main base point for it, though, is if I know that this particular job pays under the minimum wage and they make tips – to survive, basically, like yeah. a waiter or a waitress or um, something along those lines, then I'll service. always, t- yeah, any service like that, I'll tip 20% base. Yeah. And I'll never go lower than that. 20% base. Mm-hmm. Even if, look, look like, if I get good service, I'm more than happy. But if I get lousy service, I'm not going to reward lousy service. But I also think that, I think tipping in general is just a bad 
a business practice, and I feel like it should be gone forever. Um, But at this point in time, if people are trying to make their living and it might just be a bad day for them, I don't think necessarily that they deserve to not make more money or like they deserve to make less money because of it. You're kinder than I am. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird thing. It just happened like during the pandemic. Yeah. Tipping is everywhere now. So, all right. Find your own way, I guess. Yeah. WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.com. Check it out. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. After sailing through the House in a bipartisan vote, the debt ceiling and budget cuts package now goes to the Senate. President Biden negotiated the deal with Speaker McCarthy to avert a U.S. default crisis. They worked to assemble a coalition of centrist Democrats and Republicans to push it to approval. A similar bipartisan effort will be needed in the Senate to overcome opposition. Spirit Airlines and Air Canada dealing with technical issues that have delayed some of the airline's flights. Spirit tweeting around noon Eastern time the network issue between third-party services had been resolved. Air Canada tweeted midday that it was experiencing an IT issue that was causing flight delays. Stocks have moved higher, the Dow up 196 points, and the NASDAQ leading 184. This is SRN News. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest, smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold 
and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Learn more at SurroundPittsburgh.com. SurroundPittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. SurroundPittsburgh.com. Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're looking outside of big corporate control. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something worth watching. The new Salem News Channel. Straightforward, unfiltered, in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. SNC is home to Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Watch anytime on any screen, free 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. It'll be clear and moonlit tonight with a low of 60, mostly sunny and hot tomorrow. Make sure to stay hydrated and get in the shade when you can. We'll reach a high of 90. Tomorrow night, a moonlit sky, the low 65. Partly sunny skies Saturday, very warm with a high of 89. Sunday, pleasant sun and clouds, the start of an extended stretch of noticeably cooler weather, the high 79. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program have been pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, greetings. Good afternoon to you. Uh, we are here. We are live. Although, Kath herself is still under the weather, so uh, I am uh, shouldering along here, uh, soldiering along by myself. And uh, appreciate your time and your grace. Um, do you remember, I, I think oftentimes uh, about um, memories, uh, you know, sort of you go back in time and sort of mine these moments. And I think the older you get, they become more of a sort of a window, of course, into another place and another time in your life. And, and I've been I was thinking about prayer the other day. And the first time I remember feeling as though I was part of something much larger than myself and it involved a prayer. Now, of course, like a lot of people, you, you grow up in a home where prayer is uh, just a sort of a natural thing. We would always say dinner prayers. We'd say family prayers. But I remember, you know, um, knowing the Lord's Prayer and being a, a boy and being in a church, you know, in worship and people like the congregation, all of us, reciting the Lord's Prayer as a group. And I remember being a little kid and and being in that group of people. I don't, you know, several hundred people probably. And saying those words out loud and hearing my mother and my father and my sisters and brother and the congregation. And somehow for the first time you feel, you know, it's the world kind of opens up. There's a larger feeling to things. I'm part of this. I'm saying those same words. I am talking to God like that guy, like my dad, like my mom. 
And I love that. I know oftentimes, you know, um, in, in some faith traditions that that rote prayers are, you know, sort of minimized. And I, I don't particularly understand that because when you look back on the sweep of history and the power of the written prayer, the poetry, the beauty, the strength of all that, it's it just really, uh, it's a wonderful thing. In the same vein, I remember being at a funeral as a young boy and in the funeral home, there were prayers and people, uh, you know, this is like, you know how it is whenever, you know, funerals come, especially when you're a kid and you see people that you see rarely, right? Like, you know, my uncle Paul flew in from Chicago. You know, my aunt Ellie was here, you know, from, and, and we don't see her often. But I remember being at this funeral and again, saying the Lord's Prayer and <laughs> And people being so emotional, so choked up that the room, there was, there were sobs, there was crying. And of course, as a child, you know, oh, that emotion is, is shocking, scary almost. But there's the nature and the essence of the power of communal prayer together. So I was thinking about that and, and I just want to read... I want to pray these prayers just so they minister to me. And I'll share this with you. This is, this is something called the Covenant Prayer by John Wesley. A lot of these are familiar. I'm no longer my own, but yours. Put me to what you will. Place me with whom you will. Put me to doing. Put me to suffering. Let me be put to work for you set aside for you, praised for you or criticized for you, let me be full, let me be empty, let me have all things, let me have nothing, I freely and fully surrender all things to your glory and service. And now, O wonderful and holy God, creator, redeemer, sustainer, you are mine and I am yours. So be it. And the covenant which I have made on earth, let it also be made in heaven. Amen. The Covenant Prayer by John Wesley. Isn't that beautiful? The strength in there, the the, the searching, the, the back and forth, the conversation. It's really beautiful. Covenant Prayer with John Wesley. Um, let me read something else. This is a, a famous prayer. Thomas Merton. Uh, much has been written and, and talked about. Thomas Merton himself, um, a, a Catholic mystic in some ways. My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. And I cannot know for certain where it will end. Nor do I really know myself, and the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in fact please you. And I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear. For you are ever with me, and you will never leave me.
to face my perils alone. Thomas Merton, believe me. Anyway, I, I just, I think about that. And I think oftentimes, you know, we, we judge ourselves by the nature and the quality of our prayer. And I think oftentimes we're too harsh on ourselves. Because really, you know this, that prayer is just conversation. It's, it's us in the, our most basic and transparent presence before God. Some people are gifted with words and poetry. You know people like that. that the way that they speak is so beautiful. And most of us, <laughs> we stumble along. You know, we just are incomplete. Our thoughts are, are halting and oftentimes confusing even to ourselves, let alone to those we're speaking with. So I, I just would encourage you in some ways, if you feel stuck in your prayer life, if you feel lost sometimes, a rote prayer and they're so beautiful and they go back centuries, they're there for the asking. And they'll set you on a different spiritual path and draw you closer in some way, which I think, of course, is what we all want, right? We all desire to be closer to God. And there are many paths to that. And one of those ways is through road prayer. Okay, uh, let's take a quick break. We come back. Uh, Jason Sharon has joined us. The newlyweds have left the party early. That's straight ahead. This is Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM. W-O-R-D. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 W-O-R-D. Trying to start a gospel conversation with a friend or neighbor can be intimidating. Fear can cause us to be reluctant to say anything. So if you need a boost of courage and some practical tips for getting started, ask for a copy of the book Before You Share Your Faith from Truth For Life. You'll find out how to start a discussion, how to respond to doubt, and how to overcome objections. Get your copy at truthforlife.org slash donate. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Are you tired of not getting a good night's sleep? Hey, this is John Hall. Mike Lindell has created the perfect solution. He didn't just stop at the pillow. He also created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets, made from the world's best cotton called Giza. These sheets are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. 
And now, for a limited time, you can get 50% off the Giza Dream Sheets with prices starting as low as $29.98. These sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors and have a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Take advantage of this amazing offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square, use promo code WORD at the checkout. You can also find deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow 2.0 mattress topper and MyPillow towel sets. Don't wait any longer to get the best sleep of your life. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com now and use promo code WORD. Remember, this sale won't last forever, so don't miss out. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Jason Sharon's with us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. Jason, it's been a while. Always really great to see you. Glory to God, and uh, thank you, John, for having me. Our pleasure. Now, as you're coming in the studio, I said, hey, it's been a while, and you bring me, <laughs> you bring me up to speed. You got a lot going on in your life. God's been good, yes. A lot going on. Fabulous. Okay, so uh, someone, that uh, a mutual friend of ours said, hey, um, uh, Father Sharon talked about something at, at, a, at a wedding, an yeah. event. And it's it's a it's a worthy story. So I know you you're a good storyteller. Okay, set yeah. The, set the space and time. So this was um, Memorial Day. We had a, um, a a prayer service at our church cemetery for uh, the the deceased, especially you know uh, those who served in in our, our nation's defense. And uh, we have many of them you know buried in our parish cemetery. And yes. and you know people come up and you know when when you go to a cemetery, uh, a lot of those old wounds are are reopened you know where where's my my brother where's my dad i wish i could see them now and that natural kind of longing kicks in and it, it it's a sad time mm-hmm. you know and um just the day before it just so happened that i um, came off my my uh, second daughter's uh my second oldest daughter's wedding maria she got married to a lovely young man joe mary and joe and um uh, it, it was just so funny because, you know, the, you go through all the stages of the wedding ceremony and we Ukrainians, we have a lot of them. And then, uh, um, we, we, you know, go through the wedding ceremony at church and then we go to the, the wedding venue and, you know, they bring out the, uh, the wedding party and then uh, the whole, the next stage then the bride and the groom, and then there's some music, then they bring out the food and then there's uh dessert and then there's dancing and then. Uh, there's some more music, and then they ask you to come out, and uh, you, get, you have all the sparklers out there, and you, they form a gauntlet, and the the bride and groom are to run through it. Wonderful. And, and so all of these stages are unfolding, you know, and I'm thinking, this is just such a perfect day. And um, and then, yeah, so we form these this gauntlet and uh, with the uh, the sparklers, and my daughter uh, Maria and her, her newlywed husband, you know, they arm in arm, they run the gauntlet, and then I'm the last one at the end of the line, and they keep going, and they're, they're smiling. And I'm I'm kind of slow. I'm not claiming to be fast. I'm, I'm my processor is you know it's pretty slow. It's a lot going on. Yeah, and I I'm just uh, they're running and still going on, going to the parking lot, and I'm I'm thinking, well, they made a great exit, but now what are they going to do? How are they going to come back? And people are just kind of you know hugging and clapping, and and I'm thinking, well, that they're not coming back. My That's little it. girl's gone. They're on their honeymoon. And I, I turn and I stare, and sure enough, they're in the car, closing the door. And uh, I thought, my gosh, but come back. The music is so good here. You know, the company is so good. The, the food is really good. Where are you young kids going? And then I realized 
yeah, they, they have something far more meaningful and beautiful to, to experience now. And I'm, you know, I'm back, I'm thinking about the lesser things, you know, conversation, food, music, more food, you know, and, uh, I thought, yeah, that's, that's, that is the spirit of so many of us in this world is that, you know, God has given us this world and there's so much beauty in this world, you know, yeah. uh, there is, despite all the wars and, and, you know, the, the, the breakdown in the family and all the scars that we experience invariably in various paths of life, nevertheless, that sunshine in the middle of the day, as it bounces off a little girl's blonde hair when she's, you know, walking down the street with her mummy in a hand, that's a beautiful thing. Sure or the, the puppy dog, you know, the puppy dog's fighting. Um, your little three-year-old boy, you know, just wrestling with you. Uh, all of the things in this life are so beautiful. And uh, yet a, d- a time comes when the Lord's going to say, enough, I'm calling you to the honeymoon. Come, come, friend. And uh, we are are still thinking of this of this world. We're still thinking of, you know, the the sounds, the sights of this world. And when the the ones we love are taken from us, you know, we grieve like those people who have no hope. Um, but this this wedding feast in this world is so temporary, and God has something far more better planned. I mean, how how sad it would be. I got thinking, you know. If the, the wedding just went on and on, so they, they, okay, they come back and they dance. Yeah. And then it's like three days. Okay, that'd be pretty cool. Because in Ukraine, you know, they, they'll, they'll have like a three, four, or five-day wedding party. Wow. Yeah, it's it's real cool. But then what do you do? Okay, let's say day 40. Okay, you said, yeah, the, the world's biggest wedding. It goes on for 40 days. Well, let's add another 40 days. It's an 80-day wedding party. <laughs> At a certain point. <laughs> You're exhausted. It's absurd. Yeah. Like, stop. Live life. You have to end the party and you have to go to the next level. Hmm. And uh, and that's this life, is that God calls us um, to to leave this wedding party and to, to enter into something that is far more meaningful and and life-giving than uh, this world. And uh, that's that's Memorial Day. You know, our, our loved ones who served our country, uh, they've gone. God's called them. And uh, if they have faith in Christ, it is it is to a uh, a life that is uh, far beyond anything that we in the wedding party can can experience. Mm, beautiful, you know. At the same time, there you are at the end of the line, and the sparklers are going off, and there's your daughter who you held since the moment she was born. She rushes by you, so you you wanted you said goodbye, but it wasn't enough of a goodbye. Yeah, it was. Uh, she wasn't looking at me. <laughs> they, 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 and it was just gone, gone. And uh, that's beautiful. I, I, there's there's a certain yeah. beauty in being forgotten. And that your sense. heart sank a little bit, but it, it did, also yeah. rejoiced. It did. Yeah. It's uh, there's a oh, golly. It, it's kind of like um, you know the, the 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 watering jar being emptied. You know, mm-hmm. it, it the last drop comes out. There's nothing more to give. You know. It's, oh, but. It's done its purpose, you know. It's it's given life to the flowers, and um, you know, I've my wife and I we we did you know uh, what parents should do after twenty twenty one years, and and um, yeah, the, there she the, goes. The water's out, and uh, the the flower is, is is blooming, and hopefully this flower will be able to experience you know the joy um, that that you know we experienced in in raising up little flowers. So you turn and there's a rush goodbye, but then as you turn back. There's your baby boy waiting for you. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, he, well, we didn't have him there because he's got a lot of energy, the okay. three-year-old. So he wasn't there. But I went over and I spoke to um, uh, to the uh, uh, my 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 daughter's father-in-law, uh, John, is his name, and uh, we were thinking the exact same thing. It's like they're on their own. Mm. You know, it's scary. You know, when you're 20, 22 years old, they're out on their own. Kids. Yeah, it's uh, it's a scary thought. <laughs> you put so much into them for twenty years, and then they're out on their own. Yeah, they're back. No, they're in France. They're in France. They'll be there for uh, for a couple of weeks. Nice. And um, that's a good honeymoon. It's a beautiful honeymoon, you know. Uh, and uh, yeah, so I thought it was a beautiful allegory. You know, we, it is a beautiful we, allegory. We 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 uh, hold on to this life. Um, we want it, the party here to go on. Um, but uh, we have to step back and, and uh, look at this, this as Scripture speaks about, the wedding feast of the Lamb, you know, in Revelation. And uh, it all comes to a marvelous conclusion, so mind-splittingly beautiful, you know. And uh, the only reason that he doesn't allow us to see, you know, the glory of the wedding feast is because we, we wouldn't be able to function in this world. Too much to bear. It's just too much. To, too much glory for our earthen vessels we earth and vessels to, to, to bear. Yeah. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Father Jason Sharon joins us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. We're going to step away for just a few minutes. But Jason's been thinking about something. And along with that thought, there's been action. Wait till you hear this story. That's straight ahead on the ride home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. I'll never forget my first pair of Jordans. I mowed neighbors' lawns all summer to save up because I was certain those Jordans were going to make me touch the rim. But then the new shoe blister, to which I gritted my teeth and kept wearing them because blisters go away, but brand new Jordans are forever. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and this is exactly like buying a new home right now. Interest rates are higher, an annoying short-term blister, but home prices have come down quite a bit, creating a big opportunity because interest rates can go away. But the price you pay for a new home is forever. We've got hundreds of listeners buying their dream home now while prices have dropped. With the plan to refinance the interest rate blister down the road, we have a direct lender advantage that can often get you a better rate, and we provide a $1,000 lender credit at closing to all our radio friends. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. And a blessing 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage Lender License 22672. And paid for by Open Jar Concepts. Attention firefighters, members of the military, and airport workers. For decades, first responders and firefighters at military bases and airports used a chemical-based foam to fight fires. Studies have shown the chemicals used to make aqueous film-forming foam, or AFFF, are highly toxic to humans and have been associated with several types of cancer. If you or someone you know was exposed to AFFF and were diagnosed with any of these cancers, including kidney, bladder, prostate, pancreatic, lymphoma, leukemia, testicular, and neuroendocrine, then you should call us immediately because you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us at 800-515-8809. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file a claim, so call us now, 800-515-8809. Operators are standing by 24-7, so don't wait. 800-515-8809. That's 800-515-8809. Again, 800-515-8809. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. 
Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. I can't believe he found them. He seemed sorry. We very clearly told him not to look up there. I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it. Right? What did he balance on that big chair? Yeah, I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun. 911, what is your emergency? Every day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and Family Fire. It'll be clear and moonlit tonight with a low of 60, mostly sunny and hot tomorrow. Make sure to stay hydrated and get in the shade when you can. We'll reach a high of 90. Tomorrow night, a moonlit sky, the low 65. Partly sunny sky Saturday, very warm with a high of 89. Sunday, pleasant sun and clouds, the start of an extended stretch of noticeably cooler weather, the high 79. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Father Jason Tyrone joins us from Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, PA. So, Jace, uh, you were talking off air here about Roe v. Wade and something that you and a group of people have been thinking about. This is really a powerful thing. Please tell us about something that's that you hope has legs. Yeah. So I, I believe uh, God has placed in my heart... Um, to, to build a, an altar of uh, thanksgiving, a place of, um, of uh, reparation, a place of healing, but a place of thanksgiving in our nation uh, for lost motherhood, uh, for lost fatherhood, um, and uh, for the, because of, of uh, you know, the, the crime of abortion. Um, and we're coming up to the one-year anniversary of the overturning of Roe v. Wade on uh, June 24th, which is the feast of, you know, the nativity of John the Baptist who leapt in his mother's womb at the presence of yes. you know, Mary, uh, the preg- pregnant Mary, when she came in to visit uh, Elizabeth. So um, I just felt like that day that I, you know, I don't want to be like those nine uh, lepers who, when they are healed, uh, don't return to give thanks. No gratitude. Yeah, and and how many hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of prayers have been offered since 1973 for the overturning of that evil law? Um, I just untold numbers of prayers. Um, and uh, when that when that th- th- those prayers are answered, what do we as 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 a people of life? What do we do? Well, we just move on to the next issue, or do we we pause and we you know do what what Moses did in the battle? against uh, the Amalekites is that he builds an altar, you know, an altar uh, to thank God. Um, And so I I just felt that, yes, uh, if we are a biblical people, if we are a people of sacrifice, if we are people of of praise and prayer, uh, then then, um, it's incumbent upon upon me, at least, as a priest to to, uh, erect an altar of of, uh, thanksgiving uh, to God uh, for the gift of, of life, uh, for this this little victory, uh, hopefully there'll be a much bigger victory, namely the conversion of hearts, so that this will be a, a country that welcomes children and 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 extols and lifts up motherhood instead of you know relegating it to a corner. 
Um, and so, uh, yeah, we have, uh, uh, my, my, my church has 40 acres, um, near Settlers Cabin Park on the way to, uh, uh the airport. And, uh, we hope to, to build a shrine there, um, in, in, uh, in, in, in honor of, you know, the mother of, of Jesus, because she gave birth to him and without him, there'd be no salvation. Uh, and, uh, so it, it's, uh, it's about a $75 million project. This is a shrine of Thanksgiving. Yeah. To commemorate the passing of the, the the denial of Roe v. Wade, all those people who prayed, all those babies who were killed. And so a shrine, you're, you're thinking, I can make this work. I know I can with God's grace. It'll be the most, I'm convinced it'll be America's most strikingly beautiful church. And it'll be here in Pittsburgh. A church. Yes. How beautiful. So... This is an idea that germinated with you, and you've been talking to other people about this, and many other people. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a lot of people who, uh, from around the country, have have said, first of all, uh, this isn't a, a want; this is a a, a need. Uh, I have a lot of people here in Pittsburgh uh, and around the country who've said, you know, what can I do? Um, it, it's people of different backgrounds, mm. um, and uh, they're tired of the church being in uh, the back seat. They're, they're tired of us reacting. Uh, they want to see positive growth. They want to see a bold leap of faith and a broad and public declaration that life and motherhood and family are important and we're not going away. We're here to defend the little the little babies and we're here to extol motherhood and life and to give thanksgiving to God uh, for that great gift. I love this so much. I, I... I never thought anything like this in my life. I mean, but you're right about that. It, it was such a cataclysmic decision. And in my lifetime, I thought I'd never see it. And there it came upon us. So you're right that we should be giving thanks to this. Yeah. And it, it's not a, a place where, you know, you you um, uh, rub it in the face of people no, no. who've had abortions or or people who've been involved in it. Uh, not at all. This this is like a Jesus moment, you know, where the, all those Pharisees are lined up around the woman caught in the act of adultery. They're trying to stone her to death. Jesus comes and he at the one time he says, you know, go, go, but sin no more. You know, he acknowledges the sin, but he doesn't condemn her. He says, have I condemned you? You know, and they, they've all, all these, the, all the Pharisees, they drop their stones and they walk away. Is there anyone here to condemn you? No, sir, no one. Neither do I condemn you, but sin no more. And that's what this is. It's a place where those women, they can receive uh, the healing and the, the spiritual confirmation they need that they are daughters of a loving God, a God of forgiveness. That's what the cross is all about. Yeah. Mm. A shrine to give thanks. A shrine to give thanks for the gift of life. In, uh, and uh, I, I know many of your listeners, I mean, they, they are, they're not Catholic, so they, they don't, you know, uh, they have a different understanding of the role that Mary plays. But uh, without her saying yes, without her saying yes, and it, it was, I mean, all of salvation depended upon this 15, 16 year old girl saying, yes, what a gentleman God is, but it all rests upon her free response to the invitation. And she says, fiat, yes, may it be done unto me according to your will. And since then, Satan has been, has been cursing every mother who's ever come into the world <laughs> because every mother participates in that same uh, role that, that Mary did say yes, saying yes to life and love and the will of our father. Mm. Uh, so, so, uh, yeah, poor unwed girl 
in the confusion and fear of what her life would become, said yes and changed the course of history. And she endured, you know, we can't imagine all the rumors that she endured in a small village. I bet. You know, uh, in a war-torn country, you know, um, um, with a lot of uncertainty. But God's will prevails. He is sovereign, sovereign, and he, uh, uh, he sees us through it. Fabulous. Jason, it's always a pleasure. You always bring something good to the table, and this is excellent news, fabulous. I look forward to connecting with you and following along the progress and in some ways be a helpful hand. Thank you very much. God bless you all. And you as well. Father Jason Chiron, Holy Trinity Ukrainian Catholic Church in Carnegie, Pennsylvania. 40 acres of Thanksgiving for the family. Roe v. Wade. We'll be right back. Stick around. It's Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. We're Ann and Dave Wilson. You know, marriage and parenting are not easy. And we're certainly not marriage experts or perfect parents, but we've learned a few lessons over 41 years of marriage and three sons, and we want to pass those along to you, and we'll also be joined by special guests. So join us here each weekday for Family Life Today, as together we pursue the relationships that matter most. Family Life Today, tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. Hi, this is Jason Hansen. I'm a former CIA officer and best-selling author on safety and preparedness. The fact is, things are getting downright scary for everyone who's storing their wealth in the banks. We just saw the collapse of three major banks, and I would urge you to consider protecting your wealth ASAP. If even a tiny percentage of Americans attempt to withdraw their savings, we would see a collapse of the entire banking system, sending us into a modern-day Great Depression. Fortunately, there is a way for you to avoid this. It starts with contacting Advantage Gold. If you have an IRA or 401k, Advantage Gold can help convert those paper assets into physical gold and silver. This is the process that I recommend everybody use as a hedge against rapid inflation and to protect your retirement wealth from the banks. Take control of your financial safety today. Call 800-900-8000 to get your free gold investment kit from Advantage Gold. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. People ask me sometimes, Lance, I'm worried about my finances and I feel bad because I shouldn't be worried, right? I realize that inflation is going to be eating up money. I've got to do something to get around this crazy stock market and Biden's spending spree. Gold has, since the beginning of time, been the resource that God's people have relied on. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, is what the prophet Haggai said during a time of great shaking. To protect your retirement, I recommend that you diversify your 401k or IRA right out of paper assets and into physical gold. And the best way to do that is with Gold IRA from the Birch Gold Group. I want you to text the words FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and get a free info kit on Gold IRAs. There's no strings attached to this, so just text FAITH, F-A-I-T-H, to 989898 and see what I've discovered here about gold and its ability to stabilize your investment and create a storage of wealth for you in unsteady times. Turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. The new Salem News Channel, the greatest collection of conservative minds, all in one place. Home to the people you trust. Dennis Prager, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Refreshingly honest, always unfiltered. Streaming free on your TV 24-7. Intelligent analysis for intelligent people. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. 
think a lot of us are excited to hear someone's story about how they came to Christ, what what that person was like before, and then what happened, and then where are they now? We're happy to welcome to the show for the first time. Uh, it's an amazing story. Uh, Glenn Pearson is with us. He spent 19 years as an executive vice president of a Georgia hospital association. And uh, in this month's edition of Christianity Today, his testimony is uh, prominent. It's featured as, I was the mole in a family of malice. And uh, Glenn, <laughs> welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you. Uh, Glenn, let's start our listeners off, assuming they haven't read your article. Um with your uh, younger years, talk about your upbringing, uh, the relationship between your mom and dad, and you and your brother. Yeah, it was it was rough. Um, you know, essentially, my dad was uh, mentally ill, emotionally abusive. He had a couple of nicknames for me, one of which I can't mention on the air, wow. but the other was "idiot child." Um, he left our family when I was about twelve. Uh, he married into another family and. Um, unfortunately, they had major problems that he created with them as well. There was uh, attempted suicide on the part of his stepson, and you know I won't go into all those details. But uh, I had an older brother who uh, we never got along. Uh, turned out he was mentally ill as well. Uh, ended up committing suicide in a mental hospital when he was an adult. And uh, the rest of the family was kind of a mess too. We had alcoholics and people that were unfaithful to their wives. Um, you know, just as I said in the article, there wasn't a healthy male in sight. So it was not, it was, it was pretty toxic. So you take that lack of support or guidance or wisdom or a man helping another boy become a, a solid man. And Glenn, you write in the article that you go to college and uh, there for the first time, something, there's a little crack in things. Talk about that first experience about hearing the gospel. Well, it was really interesting because one of the things um, I was, okay, let me back up a little bit. I was always the smart kid in school. I was sort of the teacher's pet, the curve buster, you know, mm -hmm. the one that everybody loved to hate because <laughs> I wrecked the curve and all that stuff. But, um, you know, I always thought the Christian faith was below my intellectual dignity. But interestingly, I was dabbling in kind of occultish type things like astrology mm -hmm. and uh, seances and all that. There's a program on campus um, that was uh, it's called Do the Dead Return. And it was a, uh, it, the implication was, you know, we can connect with people on the other side and all that. Well, the joke was on me because the meeting was sponsored by Campus Crusade for Christ. <laughs> and it was advertised as such. I mean, it wasn't deceptive. Yeah. And I thought, well, what are these Christians promoting kind of paranormal stuff? And like I said, the joke was on me because uh, the essence of the program was uh, the, the speaker was a uh, world-famous illusionist named Andre Cole. And he talked about the fact that the center of the program was that Harry Houdini was the greatest illusionist in history. And he had a deal with his wife that whichever one of them died first, the other one would try to connect with them after they died. And, you know, so they had like 10 years of seances after he died and they were never able to make contact with him. So the conclusion that Andre Cole came to was, no, the dead do not return which wasn't exactly what I expected to hear. But then he went on to say, you know, there was someone else who did return from the dead, and that was Jesus. And he talked about the gospel and how, you know, Jesus died for our sins, and we can deal with our sin problem by trusting him. So that kind of came out of left field. But, you know, the Holy Spirit had been working on my heart to the point where I didn't even think about these intellectual rejections that I had. I just knew that this was the truth and that I'd be part of that. Hmm. 
Okay, so great. So there's a little bit of a tiny seed that's planted as a surprise, but then there's a college roommate. This is not unusual. You guys didn't exactly get along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was interesting because um, Andre Cole said that if we trust Christ and begin a relationship with him, we can begin to see um, God working in our lives, showing us things about ourselves and changing us. And my roommate and I kind of were in this kind of squabbling situation, and we were trading nasty notes about each other publicly. And uh, he said something about me to the other guys on the floor, which really steamed me up. And interestingly, the Holy Spirit showed me that I was the one that was the cause of the problem. And, you know, he was just responding to what I'd started with him with the bad relationship so rather than being upset about um you know the the public embarrassment i thought hey this is pretty cool maybe there's something to this christianity thing after all wow and then you had a, a link what, what do you call it do you call this a dream of what what do you yeah yeah how do you what, describe what happened what was, next yeah what i was on the way from class at the end of the day and i was going to take a shower um before dinner and I saw this note that he put on our door, and that's what got me so upset. And I was figuring out how to get even with him. So I went down to the shower, and I'm standing there kind of plotting as to how to get revenge. And I had this, I don't know if it was a vision, I don't know what you'd call it, but I just had this really vivid picture of me being in the attic of my mom's house uh, looking for something. And I noticed behind a, a an old metal wardrobe, there was a doorway that was kind of covered up by the wardrobe and I could just barely see the top of it. Hmm. And I, I pushed the wardrobe aside and I said, Hey, there's a door that's in here that I never knew about. I pushed it open and turned out there was a room. You know, this doesn't make any sense because how could I not know there's room there? But, you know, I, I entered this new room that had always been there that I didn't know existed. And that's when I thought, you know what? The guy, the speaker said that Jesus would begin to show us things we never knew before. And my first thought was, maybe this is an example of what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. And that's when I thought, you know, you're the one that's been the cause of the problem. So rather than being upset at my roommate, I thought, wow, you know, this might be the start of something pretty good. That's cool. Okay, so was there a moment, was that the moment where you thought Jesus is my Lord and Savior? Or did that come down the line? Well, it's interesting you say that. That's I've thought about that a lot. Um, my theology was pathetic at that point. I mean, I had almost no understanding of the gospel, uh, very little understanding of who Jesus was. And, you know, that grew over time. But I, I'm convinced that if I had died that next day, that I would have been with the Lord. So, I mean, the content of the gospel is important. I'm not in any way suggesting we don't have to be clear. Yeah. And it, yeah. it helped people understand that. But that was the moment. When I said to God, okay, I don't understand all this, but I want to be part of this. So whether that counts as salvation, I'm not sure. But, you know, God took me at my word and, you know, I, I made it in, you know, either then or, or subsequently. Yeah, you made it in. Okay, so then uh, later on, you write a book. Uh, the book is yeah. called That's a Great Question, What to Say When Your Faith is Challenged. So, right. so talk about that and how that was received in your circle. Um, well, the reason I wrote it was that I had all kinds of intellectual questions, and I, like I said, I thought the Bible was beneath my dignity. Um, so I was asking a million questions. They were not always appreciated by people. I think some of my Christian friends 
kind of had the attitude to just shut up and believe the Bible. Well, I, I do, but I want to understand it too. Um, so this was after I spent several years on Campus Crusade staff. It occurred to me that there are kind of patterns of thought of people who reject the validity of the Bible. So I identified five mental filters that people who really don't believe the Bible use as they read the Bible to make it say what they wish it said. So two of those filters subtract from the Bible, uh, excuse me, they add to the Bible. One is new revelation, so things like the Book of Mormon, mm -hmm. the Quran, things like that. The second one is outlandish speculation where people talk about Jesus being an extraterrestrial or stuff like that. Sure. That's just outlandish, but they read the Bible through that lens. And then three uh, filters subtract from the Bible. Atheism, you know, if you don't believe, if there's no God, then you have to get rid of any reference to God. Second one of those is uh, anti-supernaturalism, which says, I know that miracles don't happen, so the resurrection certainly didn't take place, the virgin birth wasn't true, none of the miracles are true, there's a scientific explanation or superstitious, whatever. And then the last one is what I call selective Christian theology, which is basically, and unfortunately, there's a lot of this within Christendom where people will gravitate towards all the lovely verses about loving others and all that turning your other cheek, but reject or ignore what Jesus says about, you know, God's standards. And Jesus had more to say about hell in some ways than he did about heaven. Yeah. But some people choose to ignore that stuff. So those are the filters. That would have helped me a lot as a Christian to frame my approach to the Bible to say when I'm coming across skeptical comments, which of these filters is this person using to dismiss the validity of the Bible? That's really good. So, Glenn, what I'm really curious about is, you know, uh, growing up uh, in such carnage, your grandfather, your father, your poor brother. I mean, you, you talk about this lineage of mental illness and just, you know, chaos in your life. Did you get yeah. married? Did you have kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah. God blessed me with a wonderful wife. Um, we have two great kids. Um, I, I saw a counselor for a number of years, and he told me, um, the other headline of the story in the print magazine is that is there's no explanation for me. And that's what he told me. He said, with your background, you ought to be an alcoholic, divorced a few times, unemployable, some kind of drug addict or not. You're not. And it's strictly God's grace. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love to remind... I'd love to remind my wife the fact I could be a lot worse than I am. <laughs> uh, but no, no, God's blessed me with a great marriage and a wonderful wife, great kids. So, you know, it's all his grace. You broke the curse. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So if someone's listening to this program and they, they're they the mole in their family and they've yeah. been just yeah. whacked by everybody around them, um, what's, what's your, do you have a message or do you have a, 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 a nugget? For them? Well, yeah. I mean, the, the point is, if God can work in my life, I mean, there are a lot of people that have it far worse than I do. But, um, you know, if God can work in my life and deal with these really bad circumstances, he can handle anything. There's no guarantee. Life has no guarantees. You know, God lets people go through difficult things. And I'm not one of these people that say, you know, trust Jesus and everything will work out, you know, beautifully. Yeah. But he, he will work through your circumstances be with you help you carry through even if the circumstances don't turn out the way you want he's there and he will strengthen you and strengthen me to face whatever it is i'm, I'm dealing with so basically the message is trust god because he's trustworthy that's really good hey glenn thanks an awful lot i appreciate uh, the willingness to join us on the air and uh, the courage to present your story it's been, it's been good for me to hear this and uh, hopefully an encouragement yeah. to those who are listening 
That's my prayer. So thanks for having me on. A great pleasure. Check out Glenn Pearson's article in uh, this month, Christianity Today. I was the mole in a family of mallets. How God rescued me from a life of getting wagged. You have probably heard from a young age that you need to eat your fruits and vegetables. But there are so many different ones. And not only that, the cost continues to grow the more and more fruits and vegetables you put in your shopping basket. Help keep it simple and get a variety of fruits and vegetables with Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggie Capsules. You get the benefit of 31 whole fruits and vegetables by taking a few capsules of Balance of Nature's Fruits and Veggies. Not to mention, it comes straight to your door. Start your journey to better health with Balance of Nature. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer. That's 1-800-246-8751. Go to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-246-8751 and get this special offer by using discount code BALANCE. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-333-1750. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-333-1750. 800-333-1750. Just when you thought it couldn't get any better, Mike Lindell with MyPillow is launching the MyPillow 2.0. When Mike invented MyPillow, it had everything you could ever want in a pillow. Now, nearly 20 years later, he's discovered a new technology that makes it even better. The MyPillow 2.0 has the patented adjustable fill of the original MyPillow and now has a brand new fabric that is made with a temperature-regulating thread. The MyPillow 2.0 is the softest smoothest, coolest pillow you'll ever own. Hey, this is John Hall. For my exclusive listeners, the MyPillow 2.0 is buy one, get one free with promo code WORD. MyPillow 2.0 temperature regulating technology is 100% made in the USA and comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square to the buy one, get one free offer. Just when you thought MyPillow couldn't get any better, MyPillow 2.0 gives you the best pillow ever. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 to get your MyPillow 2.0s now. Last night, um, I had the, the great pleasure of visiting with an old friend of mine. And we, uh, we sat on his front porch and talked. And I'm sure there are people like this in your own life, right? That people you haven't seen for a while, and you still hold them very, very dear. And for any number of reasons, you, you don't connect as often as you could, or and or you should, right? So I'm with my friend last night. It just it was, it wasn't a beautiful night last night. Just gorgeous. We probably spent two hours, maybe two and a half hours or so together. And and as I'm driving home after our visit, 
I'm thinking about my friend Pat. There, there are some people, God creates some people in this world that they're different than you or me. Me. I believe, you know, we live now in the age of crabbiness, right? That we, we as a species here in this country, as people, we are generally crabby people, crabby Appletons. But my friend Pat, uh, he, he exhibits none of that. Not to say that he's some perfect human being, but I, I know that you know this. There are people in all of our circles that they are different than us. They, they are separate some way. They, their view of life and how they take the good and the bad is lifted and it's light frothy in some way not not in any way that my friend is a lightweight he is a deep and strong person with varied interests who has a very clear grasp of the world and its good and darkness but there are and i'm driving away last night thinking why don't i choose to spend more time with my friend pat he's fabulous uh, we're just fortunate aren't we if you have people like that in your life and I think all of us at some point do. Man, I want to cling on to those people and stay as close as I possibly can. Because I I can be crabby. You know, the, the thing in your head just goes on. Sometimes you say to yourself, I, I say to myself, John, just be quiet. Please turn that volume down. Please. And then those people. I come home at night. I come home at <laughs> I drive home at night. I walk in the front door. There's my wife smiling at me. She's smiling at me. <laughs> I remember when we first got married, I used to think, why is, she, why is she always smiling at me? You know? Some people just have that touch, that beauty, that grace, that that light. It's a natural thing. that, And I'm sure it's cultivated. Right? It's something that is... It doesn't come easy, but there are people that I just have that they are, they are the true saints among us. Despite all the hardships and ugliness of the world, people that we all know have a light of God that shines so strong and so bright and we leave them and we are better because of it. Always. My prayer is, my prayer is Lord, take away every ounce of crabbiness in my life and surround me with those who know such stain on their own hearts. And give me that, God. Please give me that. Save me from my own foolishness, my own despair, my own negativity, my own crabbiness, and give me the light of you in all possible ways, in every circumstance that I encounter, every eye that I look into, every conversation we exchange. Give me the gift of your light in my life. Because left to my own devices, you know, we can get crabby. Anyway, <laughs> it's good to be alive, isn't it? And it's weird to think it's June first. We've waited a long time. I, I'll sit by the window in January and February and March and go, "Where is the sunshine? Where is the warm?" And I'm driving into work this morning with the windows down, no air conditioning, nothing. Just the wind and the breeze and the sun. And you think, it's here. It's June 1st. This is what we've been waiting for. So thank you, God, for that great gift. We have been waiting for this, and it is upon us. 
Thanks, as always, for being along. For your time and your care, have yourself a great night. And God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Say your prayers. Love you. John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.